What's up, Dashley fam? It's good to be back. It's the beginning of the new year again. Hi. Ash. Hello, 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 hello. We got some new news stories. We got some things to tell you. We got some things to dish about. Let's do this. Yeah, you, uh, if I understand correctly, have some news to start us off with today. I do. Dallin and I found an article that may be one of my favorite articles we have ever found. <laughs> um, we saw the title and Ashley was just like, oh my gosh. That one. Um, a man, a wonderful man in Miami area or Florida area recently. Why do so many news stories come out of Florida? I'm telling you, that's why people from Georgia look down on people from Florida. <laughs> And again, I love Florida and may be a resident there one day in my life. But there's a lot of stories coming there are out of that There a lot of stories. State. Maybe it's of certain areas in Florida, but this one's coming out of Miami. So, it's called Man Who Ate $120,000 Banana at Art Show Says, I'm Not Sorry. So let's set the scene. There are two artists at play here. Okay. One is some sort of like modern art dude. I don't know his name. He made a piece of art he's a famous artist and the the art piece was well, let's just read it shall we well okay but i, th- I felt like i was doing a really good job uh, the art okay, piece keep going. essentially was made up of a banana like a real banana taped to the wall he just duct taped a banana to the wall um there's probably a lot of like art theory going into this that Dallin and I can't understand or conceptualize, but to us... That was it, very validating of you. It looks like a banana taped to a wall. And I, my questions initially are, what happens when the banana rots? But maybe that's like part of the that's art. That's part of the art. It's concept art. So that banana recently sold for $120,000. Not just the banana. It was the art of the banana duct taped to the wall. Which is mind-boggling. And it was and, called Comedian. Um, And that banana that the artist someone is Mauricio owned. Catalan. Yeah, someone owned it, that piece of art, and it was on display at an art museum in Florida. Enter another artist. David Datuna, who was born in Georgia. <laughs> Maybe that's <laughs> Maybe that's why he came and ate the Floridian uh, the the art in Florida. David Datuna um touts himself a what kind of artist did he say he was? A performance artist. <laughs> So he comes and performs the art so, of eating a $120,000 piece of art. is on display and David walks up to it. Here's the quote. I decided in the morning, but I was not too hungry. So I spent another two hours to the basel and I eat it. I, <laughs> we should stop trying to read this because I, I think... They wrote it just exactly how he said. I don't know what accent he is, but it's like, this is it. He says, first of all, I very respect the artist. For me, he is one of the top artists in the world. He respects this artist so much. And I think this is the first one in art history when one artist eat concept for another artist. So the concept of <laughs> David's art is to consume another person's art. It's all part of this beautiful art that he's creating, which is to consume other people's art. So and he just he, walked up to it, pulled it off the wall at the museum, untaped it and ate it in front he, of everyone. And then he named it. He called his performance of eating the $120,000 banana hungry artist. So that was his art, eating the other person's art. And he, his response to, how do you feel that you ate this? And he says, I'm not sorry. <laughs> not sorry. He goes on to say, yeah, because I was hungry and I just eat it. And that, that was his art. But 
you know what? And that's I, the end of the article. You can learn a lot from this, or you can draw a lot of parallels to your own life. For example, can you? Because I've drawn none so far. There are so but many times you've more into in this my life where I have done things that maybe people have thought was weird, or maybe even I, if I lived in a more elevated state, would think was bad. For example, once in my life, I ate so many Cheetos that I threw up later that day. <laughs> Only Cheetos. Like all I had consumed was Cheetos. Wow. But I wasn't sorry. Because it was so good and so delicious, and I had so and such, you just owned up to it. Such like a self fulfilling time while I was eating hundreds of pounds of Cheetos, and I have never done it again. But because I did it, I like I have I'm carrying that joy throughout my life with me. So like my response to, or how do you like? Why would you eat so many of those Cheetos? How do you feel? Like that was obviously a stupid decision. My response is, I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to draw another parallel for you in your life. And I don't want well, you to right. touch on it too deeply because we're going to come back to it. We're going to circle back during our segment, Dallin tries new things and eats stuff. Let's have which it. Which coming up hot on the heels of the news article segment okay. that we're in right now. While on our recent trip to Disneyland, in one day you consumed two super burritos. Was it two a day? I thought or there was one, one day where you had one for breakfast and one for lunch. Or, <laughs> I uh, got, maybe it was within a twenty-four hour period. I got an email from Capital One. Our credit card <laughs> said, "Were you double charged?" It looks like <laughs> it looks like you had two charges of eighteen dollars and three cents at a restaurant called Sabrosada in the same day. <laughs> yes, I think it was within twenty-four <laughs> and hours. And I was like, "Nope, we're good. I just bought two of the same thing." Yeah, so we got one at night, and then the next morning for like a brunch on our way back to Disneyland, <laughs> we got another super burrito. And I use the word we very loosely because only Dallin ate it. Yeah, so to be clear, the $18.03 was one super burrito, two drinks, two large drinks, and a some sir, chips and guac. Which I consumed. Yeah. Um, lovely, lovely prices compared to Disneyland's the sec- prices It was for really food. funny because the second time we got the super burrito... They gave us two plates they and like, asked Dallin if he wanted it cut in half. They just that we were sharing. And I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> so they gave us, like, cut it in half and gave us two forks and two plates. And I ate the whole thing. It was thing. just for Dallin. I, I get ahead of myself. If someone were to say... Where's the parallel between this banana? Well, you were really full and you might have had a bit of a tummy ache for some of the day. I didn't. <laughs> I was so happy after eating that. Well, right. And a lot of people would be like, wow, two super burritos. That's like 17,000 calories. <laughs> No. Are you like, how do you feel? And, so good. And you would say. Amazing. No. I've never felt better in my life. The, the story's coming full circle. You would say. I'm not, I don't know what word sorry. you're trying to put. I'm not sorry. Oh, I'm not sorry. Right. Right. So it's a parallel. There are moments in all of yeah, our but lives. This guy literally stole $120,000 piece of art and ate it. Who dealt if you had seen me eat all of those Cheetos, you would also think that it was... But it's not stealing. You own the Cheetos, or at least your family did. This guy just took a piece of art off the wall, but he's not sorry. Okay, here's another example. One time on a camp out, my dad cooked an entire, like, pig of bacon, like plates of bacon. Yum. It was not all for me. Everyone goes inside for 10 minutes, and I literally eat all of the bacon. And my parents got really mad at me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and they, and, but I was never sorry. <laughs> Why do we only talk about my fat stories still, growing up? You have a lot of these too. To this day, my answer to like, how, how do you feel? You just ate everyone's bacon. I'm not sorry. <laughs> I'm not sorry. 
<laughs> and I am not ashamed. I am not ashamed. And they were not ashamed. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. I it, think I might maybe probably not understand the parallels you're trying to draw here. It's resonating. There's so many things where you're just like, I'm not sorry. I don't know if this guy went to jail or not, but he just literally stole a duct taped banana off the wall and ate it that somebody else had just paid $120,000 for. So um, it ends saying Catalan previously created an 18 karat gold toilet that the New York's The guy Guggenheim who made the banana? Music, I, it's the guy who made the banana. Yeah. The guy who made the banana also made a gold toilet for President Trump. Offered to lend it to U.S. President Donald Trump in 2018. The $5 million toilet was sto- stolen from Britain's Blenheim Place in Palace. September. Palace in September. Who steals these things? This guy's just really into some I weird art. I thought this only happened in that Brad Pitt and George Clooney show where they steal stuff. What's that show called? Or National Treasure. What is the show called with all the stars and Brad Pitt's in it and George Clooney? And Oceans Julia? 11 Oceans and 12 11. and 13. Yes. Maybe if we get enough stars together in one show, it doesn't matter what we film, it'll still no, be good. That's seriously the premise of that show because I love it because it has all my favorite <laughs> stars in it. Okay. Anyways, uh, okay. Well, that was the new story. What's next, uh, Ash? Next up is our Dallin Tries New Things and Eat Stuff segment. And you've tried a lot of new things and you've certainly eaten a lot of things in the past week. <laughs> Have I? <laughs> and we touched on the first thing. And the first thing was the super burrito from Sa. I can't say it. From where? Sabrosada. It's. It's, do you, you want to touch on it? If you want it? to do, say it in white person language, it's sabrosada. Well, I'll tell you how I said it. What? Sabersada. <laughs> sabersada if you want to get super white. And it's literally just right down the road from the entrance of Disneyland. And it tastes so good. And regular prices, which are so relieving after you just paid, you know, like $5 for a Coke at Disneyland. Did that once, immediately regretted it. Didn't do it again. And you know it's good because... Like there's no, there there were no tour. This is Disneyland. Like it's not in Disneyland, but it's right outside. So there's hundreds of tourists walking by all day and there's none in there. And we showed you in the vlog, if you didn't see the Disneyland vlog, the Super Burrito is like seriously like a little newborn baby. Somebody, did you see the tag, the Instagram stories that people tagged us in? No. They live right there in Anaheim and they went to Sabrosada after they watched our vlog. Oh, really? And <laughs> they ordered two Super Burritos and uh, like this girl and her husband and the guy pulled, the guy held the bag and he's like, wow, this thing is heavy. <laughs> it's like and a then, leg. Yeah, it's so big. And then they, afterwards, there's like, okay, update. They just look so full like they're about to pass out and they're like we didn't finish them but they're so good dallin finished them <laughs> i was hungry he ate walking around the park hours. all day you working so hard you know how many calories you burn standing in lines listen at in, least seven we eight. ate at least 18 donuts and four soup bowls Gosh, and we stood in like so i don't know three non-fast pass I'm a lines. growing boy <laughs> we, i need burritos Dallin's never stopped being a growing boy I've been a growing boy my whole life. His mom's told him so often that he's a growing boy that he's just, it's part of your your soul. It is. If you're not growing, something's wrong. <laughs> Stay tuned for more Big Little Life with the Dashleys. All right, um, next. Um, another thing that we love and I thought we could touch on was one of our favorite trip essentials, which are none other than our Bose headphones. Dallin is a misophoniac, phonophobe, a sound of this, an audio, an audio, audio purist. What's the uh, audiophile? Not no that f- those people love sound. I guess you love sound. I just love pure sound or organized sound. What do you mean? Like in music and 
Okay, good sounding sound. Like organized, like not... We talked about this in our last vlog. I hate background noise. Yeah. So we own... That's unnecessary. And it's been re- they've been really good for me. We own two pairs. One for me, one for Dallin. Da- Dallin got a pair first we and then he got a new pair and gave vlog. me his old pair. Not sponsored, by the way. Not sponsored, we just, by the way. Yeah, so we, um, we got two pairs of the Bose headphones, splurged a little bit. And gosh, there's, they're like my f- travel companions. They're so nice. They're so nice on an airplane. And they airplane. help Ashley's anxiety too on the airplane just because the turn on noise cancellation and just zones out Airplanes listening, watching a show or... Are, they're like ridiculously noisy. It's so bad. Ashley loves them. Especially love if you're like by the engine. I hate airplane sound. Plus it makes, it like constantly reminds me that I'm in this like rickety metal thing in the air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I just turn on my headphones and I watch the Kardashians and everything is good. Yeah, man. So great. So if you're looking for a gift idea, uh, they just lowered the price on them because it came out with a new model. I think they're like $250 now. Again, it's pricey, but it's really nice. so, so nice. And they're like consistently highest rated headphones, like for the like audio, pure audio sound with high highs and low lows, just all around hear every single part of the song and every single instrument individually of the music. So good. And it just tunes everything out. Yeah, and, and the sound cancellation has like won awards. So, it's so, so good. good. Anyways. The last thing I wanted to talk about of the new things you have tried is the new Guardians of the Galaxy ride, which I will say <laughs> I was one of, we watched the Disney documentary called The Imagineers. Is that what it's called? The Imagineers? Mm-hmm. Or Imagineering Story or something. And they talked about when they announced that they were changing Tower of Terror to the Guardians of the Galaxy. There was a lot of backlash because so many people love that ride. And yeah. I was one of those people. Like I loved that ride with the old. I'm surprised because you haunted hate haunted hotel, things. but it was cool because it it didn't get too deep. It was just like a short amount of time, and it was kind of creepy and fun, and and then it was over. Mm-hmm. And then they changed it to Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Enter Dallin's thoughts. Man, it is so fun. I love it because it just flings you right up in the air, and it just you feel like it's just nothing's holding you back. It just flings you up and then it just drops you and you're free falling. And it's just such a fun feeling. The, I'm just screaming and laughing for like a minute straight. It is con- such a thrill. The concept is like, is the, is the raccoon jumping on top of us or he just unplugs it and lets you go crazy, breaks open the, like the storyline is that his friends are stuck in the museum and he goes and breaks them free. And somehow you're in this lift in the tower and he like, Breaks he breaks it. it free and you're just, you're, you're somehow helping everybody escape. It's nuts though, because if you've been on Tower of Terror, there's a, there's like a good couple of minutes of you're just like riding in this rickety elevator uh-huh. and like looking at scenery and stuff. And then you get to the end and that's where it drops and you like enter the twilight zone. This one, like I was expecting that there is no, they, they shut the elevator door and you either rock it to the sky or you drop to the basement like and then you just bounce up and down and up and down there's no there's like no there's no get ready time at all and it's nuts ashley was not prepared the first time i was not prepared so i didn't love it the first time because i was like wait we posted the picture on our instagram and there's footage in the vlog i filmed the whole first time we went on it you just like i was like you need to set the scene i wasn't ready but the all the other times was so fun oh and it's different every time I don't know why I liked it so much. I just love the feeling of just being thrown in the air, just like totally able to just fling us. It was cool because like the premise of the ride. sound weird? No, the premise of the ride, like 
we watched the Imagineer story too, and they they made a ride in in Avatar Land at Animal Kingdom, um, and and the premise of the ride they said the feeling that they wanted to get was the feeling of serenity. And going on the ride the first time, you're kind of like, wait, where's the drop? Or like the Sanaa like, River Cruise. Yeah, the, the River Sanaa, Cruise. Sanaa, no, the Sanaa, the Y. Something. The it's like a river. The Juan Sani. San, something River Cruise. But it, the first time I went on it, I was kind of disappointed. It was beautiful, but I didn't. I was expecting some sort of like drop or at least one little intense part. And it was just like beautiful serenity. And now like it's the ride I want to go on the most when I go back. The Navi River Journey. Navi River Journey. That's it. Like that's the one I'm most excited to go on again when we go back. Because like that feeling has stuck with me. They said there's never been a ride where the the feeling, the goal of it is for the 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 person on the ride to feel serene. Yeah. Usually it's a thrill or scary or yeah, like fun. Yeah, something. But the purpose of that ride is to have a feeling of serenity that was really unique. Well, I thought Guardians of the Galaxy was a different one too because there's they, they're they not really trying to scare you at all, I feel like. like that it, one's just a thrill and really fun. Like there's a scary premise, but it's more just like fun. Like it's just supposed to be kind of fun and uh -huh. light, like lighthearted. And you stop every once in a while and watch a video screen of... Of different things going on yeah and, but like during it you're like i should be scared like i was terrified during tower of terror right now <laughs> but you're just la like you're laughing the whole time like it's really they play yeah. really fun music and the when they open up the doors and you see like the video screens it's really funny fun stuff and then you drop like you feel like you're a part of this like hilarious joke adventure or something <sighs> yeah it's really cool we really liked it a lot of you guys messaged us on Instagram afterwards and told us like your own stories of going to Disneyland. One person messaged us and said they moved to Florida to live close to Disney World so that they could go there weekly as a family because it's their happy place. That was so funny. Dallin told How me. How cool is that? You told me that and I was like, Dal, no, I don't want you to feel like I'm completely unhappy. Like we don't have to move to Florida unless you want to. And he like paused and was like, Ash, I'm saying this for me. I'm trying to decide if it's the best decision for me. <laughs> trying to decide if I want to do that or not. Yeah, I would do it. We um, also got tons of feedback from our last podcast about everybody giving their two cents on whether or not we would like the places we talked about. In our last living? podcast, it, we, it was called Fantasizing About Our Dream Home. and Which is something I do like on the daily. Yeah. And so lots of people said you would love Clearwater, Florida. Other people said the beaches at Clearwater are messy and that there's tons of bugs and they all bite and they're all poisonous and so many snakes and alligators. <laughs> and it does get swampy and hot Did and muggy. Did they say where I should go? In Florida. And... uh well, one girl was like, I hate it here and I'm moving to Utah. Yeah. And other people would like, Ashley would love it in Florida. They say you would like Miami. Really? Uh-huh. I'm scared. Like, I'm just scared of Miami, which is so stupid and so naive. I'm sure there's wonderful places in Miami. It's like... You just don't like it because you watch a lot of Miami PD, right? Yeah. Well, I grew up... So, like, where I grew up, people would kind of say, oh, you grew up in Atlanta. But I didn't... Like, I grew up in, like, hill country, but it was just kind of near Atlanta. So I get that there's, like, downtown Atlanta, which is a place where I would never want to live. Right. <laughs> and then there's, like, nicer areas of Atlanta. And then there's, like, the suburbs and the country all around Atlanta. So I'm sure Miami is kind of like that. Mm -hmm. I just am an idiot who doesn't know. So I just assume, like, it's just, like, a bunch of drug lords and naked women. Where do you get that from? Miami Beach, like spring break. Oh, is that where spring break is? Well, also I've watched a lot of Courtney and Chloe take Miami, which yeah. is probably one of the farther things from reality. 
Yeah. <laughs> but that's all I know of Miami. Probably. And I'm. it's like, from what they show me, it's not a great place to raise kids. Huh. But again, it's one of the far, the Kardashian show is one of the farther things from normal life and reality. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess we're just going to have to visit Miami sometime. The beaches looked beautiful and it's really close to the Keys. It's- Ray Roman lives there. He films all the fancy weddings Ooh. in Miami at Breakers Resort. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think we would love it. Like, I honestly think we would go there and it'd be like living in Hawaii and we'd never want to come back. Oh, well, we'll have to visit. This is That's the thing about Hawaii, though. What? I guess they have sharks, but so does Miami. But they don't have alligators or crocodiles. Because they're way out in the middle of the ocean. I know, but so, like, so is Australia. I mean, I guess technically everybody's out in the middle of the ocean. It just depends on how you broke away from a continent back in the day. <laughs> or how you rose up from a volcano under yeah. the ocean. Oh, I guess. Oh, no, that's probably why. Because, I mean, there's probably so many people who are like geologists who are thinking we're an idiot right now. But Hawaii is a volcanic island. Uh-huh. So it didn't break away from any major continent. Whereas Australia used to be a part of Pangaea. Right. Right. And all the alligators lived on Pangaea. And then as parts broke away, alligators went with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there it is. History lesson. You know what I learned at the aquarium the other day? What? I guess it was the dinosaur museum. Um, you know the... Have you seen... Um, run, not Runaway Bride. The... Grumpy Old Men? No, it's with the, it's something with a bride. Elf. No, there's like an actual bride. Miss Congeniality. Wesley and a bride. A notebook. No, farther back. Zoolander. A, Guy named Wesley and a princess named princess Buttercup. Bride. Yes, the princess bride. Okay. Something with something with a bride. <laughs> something with a bride. She was like a princess. You know the rat creature, the swamp monster? Yeah, the nasty huge thing. I don't know if that's based off of what I saw at the museum, but there was there used to be like huge possum rats that were like that size that actually lived on the earth during like the time of the mammoths, like that post ice age time. Mm-hmm. There were actual rat things. The rodent. The rodents of unusual size. Yeah. That's real. From fantasy to reality, the relatively unknown Nutria rat is the subject of a shocking documentary that has spent some time on the circuit and is now due for a theatrical release. In Rodents of Unusual Size, releasing on August 24th, director Quinn Costello, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Da, 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 da. So there are such things as Nutria rats that are humongous rats with giant orange teeth. Yeah, those ones Whoa, go between... They look like beavers. Okay, but those ones are between... But they're rats. Those are between 9 and 20 pounds that uh-huh. this website is saying. The one at the museum was like a small, like, it was like warthog size. Oh. Or bigger. It Like Pumbaa size, not actual warthog size. Oh my gosh. Anyways, fun stuff. Yeah. In okay. other news, we saw a cat. At Disneyland. Oh, yeah. Following up on the other podcast about talking about the cats at Disneyland, we confirmed it. There are actual cats. We saw two of them. They were on Grizzly Peak in California Adventure. They, they were just so chilling happy. there, just being happy well and fed. fat. They, they looked, looked like they were well they fed. They looked nice. Somebody commented and said, free rodent control. And that makes and sense. And that makes total sense. Keeping the mice at bay in the park. But also, by these lovely it makes everyone feelings. happy. Like people see these cats and they love them. And then they also don't see rats or mice. And uh-huh. they love that. Um, it was nuts though, because that area, like Grizzly R- River Rapids, is a very woodsy area. 
and there's lots of pine straw and pine trees. It's supposed to look like Northern California. The cats that were there, it was like Disney color sorted all their stray cats that they have and put all of the like tawny brown ones in that area. And they all blended in perfectly. And I bet there's like speckled ones in Toontown and um, like gray and white ones that look like elephants in Jungle River. We're going back with the kids next week and we'll have <laughs> to see if we off? find some more. Are you not more. interested in this? My, this did I, train did, of did you have more to say? I thought I was just I was contributing. talking about all the colors of cats. I thought it would be fun to... Speckly ones yeah, in speckly fantasy blah, blah, blah. Okay, next. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, look, that's a good That's a good. Yeah, I'm sure they don't. That's a good it, theory. I was just impressed that there were brown ones in the brown area let's of Let's confirm if we if that's true or not. Let's We have our hypothesis and let's go test it out. Because they just blended in. They were all next to like the brown trees and the brown pine straw. I wonder how like how encaged they are or if they just won't roam because like you never see them walking along with the people they were like behind a little fence but i well, wonder if they I could think get it's out. like the ducks like when ducks get on the pathways within four seconds there's a disney worker who like ushers them, them back, back into, the, into the grass area yeah there was a goose that was stuck out of the pond and like everybody gathered around a worker was like there immediately it was helped to get back into yeah. the lake and to be clear he wasn't stuck he was being he was just walking around and he people were trying like trying, he was to, trying to get back into the lake and he didn't want to be helped back into the lake yeah. area so he was he was gawking bug walking all right uh i thought it'd be fun to since we just went to disneyland and we're going back again mm-hmm. i looked up 23 crazy facts about disneyland okay ready all right according to this gonna... day in history.com <laughs> number 17 two hours here later. we go <laughs> Disney or Disneyland originally opened on Sunday, July 17th, 1955 with a total of 18 attractions. We saw a map. It was crazy. It was like, there wow, was like you a only spent like two hours here. In Western land. They, there was the first rides were, uh, there was the, the river tour. And it was way longer. Was it? Yeah. The Jungle River Cruise was way river. longer. Huh. And there was the merry-go-round. Indiana Jones took up part of it and another ride he was saying. There's the merry-go-round and the teacups and... The flying Dumbo's, I think, a lot, and then like Pinocchio and Snow White and Mr. Toad's Run and Peter Pan, a lot of the boat rides. Yeah, and there was like Peter Pan's flight was one of the first ones when it opened. Wow, mm-hmm. I said that. Dallin, the Mad Tea Party. <laughs> Wait, I gotta tell the story. What? Dallin came to me at Disneyland, and he and so our goal at Disneyland this time was to ride all of the crazy rides that we couldn't take our kids on when we go again and get that all out of our system. And Dallin's like, okay, we got to get in Peter Pan's flight. I did not say that first. I were first. walking no, after we say, went through a bunch of first. other fun ones and we we're heading past yesterday land or whatever. Magic King, magic. <laughs> what is it? Romantic lovers of our past. Fantastic land. land. And there's Peter Pan's flight. And I know that there's always, there's usually like at least an hour wait at that one. And I know that it was closed for re- refurbishment for funny. a while. Yeah. And so I, and I'd never ridden it. So I thought that it was going to be, a fun, like, cooler ride. It was this weird moment, though, because I, I love that ride. And I've been on it. Like, I went on it all the time when I was a kid. And I didn't think Dallin would want to go on it because it was boring. So he was like, we should go on it. And I didn't want to tell him that it was boring because he thought it was, like, a revamped new <laughs> ride. And I was like, are you sure you know what this is? And he was like, of course. Yeah, they redid it. Look at the line. It must be awesome. And I was like, it is. But it might be not what you think. Anyways, we ended up going on it. And what did you think, Dal? 
It was just a good old classic, just an old classic old ride. It was just like... Any kid could go on and have a great time. We just waited in line for like 40 minutes and it was funny when we uh, finally could see what the ride looked like. Like, oh, okay. It's it's not that crazy. Anyways. As we got off, I just turned to him and I was like, was that everything you hoped for? (laughs) I was like, it was fine. Okay, next. Um... All right, you ready? Yeah, next one. Next Here, one. These fact. are 35 crazy little known facts about Disneyland that oh. prove how magical it really is. Okay, he's gone to a new list. There's a basketball court in the Matterhorn. Did you know that? Oh, yeah, for the employees. I think I saw that. That was in the Imagineering show on Disney+. Plus. Dude, the Matterhorn is like the worst ride I've been on. It's just a little old, little rickety. I little, felt like uh, I was at like shaky. a drunken, haunted chiropractor's office. <laughs> okay. Disneyland is home to hundreds of feral cats. We knew that. We saw them. Number three, you could buy a bra on Main Street. What? Okay. Nestled among the gift shops of Main Street for a measly six months was an intimate apparel shop, which closed in 1956. Oh my goodness. How about this? Presented by the Hollywood Maxwell Brasier Co. Oh, it was like a sponsor. Of Los Angeles. The Victorian style shop, which was closed in 1956, featured the wonderful Wizard of Bras, a narrated slideshow that gave a history of undergarments. <laughs> wonderful in 1956. Wizard of bras. How about that? Every horse on the King... Arthur Carousel has a unique name. Oh, and there's a special one that was... Um, Signed by somebody? Has somebody's it, initials? Mary Poppins. Who played Mary Poppins? Oh my gosh. She also played Maria from Sound of Music. I'm like very disappointed in myself right now for not knowing this. Julie Andrews. Julie, Julie Andrews, Andrews has a special horse. That she signed? I think it's Gypsy. Oh, it's it right now. And or, it is now decorated... Okay. Um, the most famous horse is Jingles, which was reportedly Jingles. Walt Disney's favorite and is now decorated with a tribute to Disney's Mary Poppins. But Jingles' pals should not be ignored. The other horses include Fern, Frenchie, Gypsy, Hoot, among 63 others. Cute. Huh. You have Disneyland. To, here's fact number five. You have Disneyland to thank for Doritos. No. What? During the early 60s, they the Mexican... They sell Doritos all over that park. <laughs> yeah, they do. The Mexican eatery Casa de Fritos, now Rancho del Zocalo would take stale tortilla chips, spice them, fry them up, creating what we now know as Doritos. Shut up. Did they sell that to someone? Inspired by the traditional Mexican snack, Totopo, the chips became extremely popular, so popular that Frito-Lay bought the concept and debuted Doritos to the world in 1966 as the first marketed tortilla chip. What? Walt Disney. Man, what a freaking genius. He changed the world. He did. Multiple ways. The drawbridge, okay, number six, the drawbridge in front of Sleeping Beauty's castle is operational. No way. Huh. It's only been utilized two on two occasions at the opening of the park and the reopening of Fantasyland. Other than that, it just stays down. All of that land, number seven, it used to be orange groves, which is so beautiful. That's nice. Number eight, there's a 122-year-old palm tree in the middle of Disneyland. Wow. Many trees grow in Disneyland, but one is uniquely special and really, really old. A Canary Island date palm tree was planted way back in 1896 and was spared the axe when Walt Disney decided to keep the already majestic palm but he ended up moving it a bit. It still stands in Adventureland. That's sweet. And it can be found right near the Fast Pass distribution kiosk near the Jungle Cruise Ride. Whoa, four babies have been born in Disneyland. What? Yes. Wow, sometimes an infant just can't wait to enter the world, be it a taxi in the lobby of your apartment or in the middle of Disneyland. Four babies catching their first breath. First breath of fresh Disney air were born on the bench near the entrance. At the Disneyland first no, aid station. No, one was born in, in, in the entrance. One was born at the first aid station. One was born in a back room office and most recently in the parking lot at Disneyland. That's nuts. Why, people? I know they probably didn't choose it. 
<laughs> yeah, but they just really wanted to go to Disneyland and risk everything. Oh, the plants in Tomorrowland are all edible. I want to try. I'll eat one when we're there. All right. There is one ride that is way older than all the rest. Disneyland's King Arthur's Castle in Fantasyland. Carousel. Carousel. Oh, Carousel in Fantasyland is even older than the park itself by several decades. Yeah, they brought it from somewhere. I the think. Denzel Menagerie merry-go-round was estimated to have been built as early as 1875. Crazy. And it was huh. in use at the Sunnyside Beach Park in Toronto until Walt Disney bought it for his park. All right, next. There's a secret message aired at the New Orleans Square train station. If, if you listen, listen oh, you read it. If you listen carefully while waiting for your ride on the iconic Disneyland railway, you can hear the tap, tap, tap of, what's that say? Morse code. The little telegraph office across the track is transmitting the first two sentences of Walt Disney's opening speech to all who come to Disneyland. Welcome. That's so cute. That's cool. All right. Next. Does Disneyland's castle seem a whole lot smaller than Walt Disney World's? It is. Well, that's obvious. Disneyland Sleeping Beauty Castle stands at 77 feet tall, while Walt Disney World's Cinderella Castle is 189 feet tall. That's one thing that I noticed. Like, as a kid, I used to think Disneyland's castle was so big. But then we just recently went to Disney World last year. And then going back to Disneyland, I was, like, shocked at how small it looked. Yeah, it's little. It's All a right. little guy. Next. Walt and Roy Disney tagged the balcony in New Orleans Square. Above Pirates of the Caribbean, Caribbean, there are... Is it Caribbean or Caribbean? <laughs> You cut that out of the vlog. I was singing that the whole time. Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> Some people call it the Caribbean. Yeah. Dallin cut that out of the vlog, but I sang that. I just needed to keep it moving a little bit. Sorry. <laughs> Above Pirates of the Caribbean, there are two very decorative sets of initials made in made of iron integrated onto the balcony. The initials are for Walt and his brother Roy making their mark on the creation. Huh. We'll have to look for that. Those aren't the official American flags on Main Street. They look like real American flags, but they're not. The flags only have 45 stars rather than 50 so that they don't have to fly by official flag rules such as having them illuminated at night or taken down at the end of the day. The one official American flag stands at the front of Main Street where there is a touching flag retreat ceremony every day at 5 p.m. Interesting. Cool. So they just have they can leave them up because they're not official flags. Well, fun, Dal. <laughs> I thought this was fun. Is this boring? Oh, are you? we going to read all 33? The doors work in Storybook Land. <laughs> Eeyore, Eeyore lives with Indiana Jones. What? Okay, apparently Ashley's getting bored. You guys can finish the rest of this at Brit.co slash Disneyland facts and trivia. Or just search Google. And you'll find a whole slew of Disneyland There's facts. There's a lot of cool ones, okay? It's all very, very cool. Okay. <laughs> okay, really fast. To short. wrap up this podcast we wanted to touch on the bachelor okay um it was nuts let me just start um peter the main thing is that hannah might be in it and what are your thoughts i hope she is and i hope all of those girls show her the respect she deserves i was like who do you guys think you are this is hannah like take a step back the most renowned revered bachelorette of all time also Peter loves her and wants her there. So again, this isn't a very respectful show for women. So if you, you want that, like, don't come on. In the first place. <laughs> so like, don't expect things to be fair and don't get catty about one more girl entering because you're already competing against like 19 other women. So like chances are... Hannah is different though. 
they have very much that's, a I know. So chances are you're going to lose anyway. So just do what's best for Peter and let him date Hannah. But they want the clout. They want the Instagram page full of millions of followers. I know. Isn't that nuts? I follow Hannah. Lots of other motives besides getting a husband. I follow if you go Hannah on that show. G and Dylan and they are just like, they're doing great things on Instagram. <laughs> Coming from like, you know, like Dallin and I have like grown very slowly from zero to what we are now. And we have this amazing community, but it's nuts to see someone like go from nothing to well, like, Hannah was one of, one of uh, Hannah was already an Instagram famous person before the show. But she wasn't like millions. And the famous. show like boosted her like crazy yeah. on Instagram. And then, like Dylan. They're all just huge now. Uh -huh. Dylan and I went to this Ashley Furniture party in LA a couple months ago. And a lot of the Bachelor people, like not the big ones, like the littler guys who got kicked off earlier, uh -huh. but they were all there. Christina, Caitlin. Yeah. The Paradise people were there. <laughs> Paradise girls and guys. <laughs> I turned around and they were all, Dylan and I to get, we had to like win our prize pack like you had to do so many different activities and one of the activities was dancing to just dance, like dance, dance. What was it? Just dance on the connect. Mm -hmm. And like Dallin and I did um, Poco Loco. <laughs> Christina's and, just standing there watching well, like, us. We were some of the first people in there. We were like really early. And when we were finished the song, we turned around and like eight different bachelor alums were sitting on the couch behind us. Just on their phones on Instagram or whatever. It wasn't that embarrassing because they were all on their phone and yeah, not they weren't watching even watching. Us. They're all just taking pictures. But Christina was there. And they have like their photographers following them around, taking pictures, their posing assistants. next to things. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Crazy life. Anyways, I think Hannah and Peter should really go for it. And I hope she wins and finds love because Jed really just, just effed things up big time the last season. And I don't even know what happened to Tyler. He like dated Gigi Hadid and then disappeared into the stars. Well, Hannah said that Tyler messaged her and wanted to hang out and she accepted. She said Peter never reached out to her. Right, which but I Peter's get. Peter's just waiting, waiting for her to reach but, out like, to him. I get it because like she broke his heart. Like if she's kind of like respecting him, if he wants nothing to do with her, she's not going to be like, oh, let's go out again. This didn't work out. But like if she had come back, you know. Those are my we'll two We'll see cents. what happens next. Yeah. Tomorrow. We coming get to up watch. In, coming up in the next episode of taking, or not taking sides of Big Little Life with the Dashleys. We'll see what his Hannah stays Another on the show Another Bachelor recap. Okay. Thanks for hanging out with us, you guys. We love you. Thanks for chilling. Uh, go watch the Disneyland vlog if you didn't miss it. I think I titled it, uh, She Was Not Prepared for This. And the thumbnail is Ashley freaking out on, on, on the Gal Guardians of the Galaxy ride. So much fun. Go watch it and get ready for the whole family to go next week going to be good times. Okay. We're excited. And go uh, go join the Facebook page. We just we just launched a Facebook group on the Dashley's Facebook page. There's a group for Big Little Life fans and we can you yeah. guys can go chat there, comment on the podcast. If we said something you liked, you can talk about that. If we said something you didn't like, you can talk about that too. Please do. Okay. See you guys. <laughs>